All right, everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn. Before this episode officially gets started, just want to let everybody know you can find all these episodes on my website, jheath2286.podbean.com. Also, you can find them on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, you can find them on my Twitter, at HeathBarn22, Facebook, uh, business page, Welcome to the Heath Barn. There is also content on my personal Facebook page. It's John Heath on my Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I think TikTok's at Heath Barn. Um, Instagram at or Welcome to Heath Barn. And um, also, there's a new YouTube channel. Um, that content is uh, getting put on there now. Uh, it's at Welcome to the Heath Barn. So check it out. There's uh, every episode that. Um, is that we do now we video them and they get put up on there a few days later uh, the more cards from Harry episode has been uh, downloaded or uploaded to YouTube so it's on there now so um, if you want to see me and Harry having a convo for about 45 minutes uh, it's up there now um, this episode uh, it's not the longest episode but it was productive for me because it was, uh, I don't know, it was one where um, I'm a diehard St. Louis Cardinal fan, and at the time of the recording, the Cardinals were, are, whatever, 11 and 24. I actually make a joke in the episode where if you want to play a fun drinking game, uh, take a shot every time I say 11 and 24. Because I just keep on bitching about the record a lot. So I mentioned that a lot. But um, it was uh, kind of therapeutic just to uh, go on a bit of a rant about the Cardinals and the season they've had so far. Hopefully they turn it around. It's only May. I get it. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, so far it's been a mess. So this episode I just take, you know, 25, 30 minutes and just go on a Cardinals rant. So um, hope you enjoy it. Whether you like the Cardinals or not, it's a fun little rant. And if you like the Cardinals, hopefully you relate to and agree with a lot of the stuff I'm saying. So, either way, I uh, hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. And welcome to the Heath Barn. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn. This episode is just going to be me in here just talking. Uh, things that are on my mind at the moment, uh, topical things. Um, and the thing at the top of my list right now, as far as just things to talk about, I try to keep it positive on here, but this is going to be a little bit of a rant, a sports-related rant. Um, I am a diehard St. Louis Cardinals fan. And last year they were 93 and 69. They were picked to win the division this year, going into the season. Um, very high expectations coming into the season. And uh, right now their record is 11 and 24. 11 and 24. So. I have some thoughts on that. Uh, I think that um, 
uh, yesterday I was going to do this when they were 10 and 24. So I, I, I think maybe I'll be able to uh, not be quite as negative as I would have been 24 hours ago because today they won 12 to 6. My favorite Cardinal, uh, the National League MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. Hallelujah that we have him. Had three home runs today. He's a beast. And uh, Cardinals won 12 to 6. So now they're not 10 and 24. They are 11 and 24. So my attitude is just totally flipped in the last 24 hours. So it's not going to be nearly as negative as it would have been yesterday. But I still have thoughts. Now, here's what I think. I'm going to start with the coaching. Last year, I don't know if anybody talked. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I know that this gets brought up plenty, but last year in our dugout, in the Cardinals dugout, there was our bench coach was Skip Schumacher. He's now the manager of the Marlins. Our pitching coach was Mike Maddox, one of the best pitching coaches in baseball over the last 25 years or so. He's gone. He's at Texas now with the Rangers. Our hitting coach is gone, but I don't Jeff Albert, but I don't know if that really makes so much of a difference. Uh, Yadier Merlina, you may have heard of him. He retired. He was in and out last year. Didn't have a very good year last year at all. Uh, went to Puerto Rico a couple times. I don't know. That's kind of weird. But either way, he retired. And a guy by the name of Albert Pujols was in the dugout all last year. And he's not there now either. Now, so, uh, I think that makes a big difference because... I think that uh, last year, our manager right now, Ollie Marmel, uh, very, very young, young guy, youngest manager in baseball, very well-spoken, seems very smooth, very cool, calm, collected, whatever. Uh, and last year, during the regular season, I thought he was great. Game one of the playoffs last year, he choked. Uh, Ryan Helsley was garbage, and I was sitting at home, and everybody could see it. Uh, everybody in the stadium, everybody at home could see it, except, but Ollie couldn't, apparently. So he left in uh, Helsley to piss away the the lead and the game, game one of the playoffs. Uh, the game sped up on him, which is BS, because you, you managed all year. Uh, so, he, so I thought that was my first little, like, okay, what the hell's, you know, what's this? So he was terrible in the playoffs. Now, uh, this year, all those guys that I named, all the aforementioned guys that are not in the dugout anymore, uh, again, they're gone, and we're 11-24. and 24. Oh, and by the way, we're 11-24 and 24 with two of the best baseball players on the planet on our roster. We have Paul Goldschmidt, the reigning National League MVP, and... Nolan Arnado, who got third in the MVP voting last year. The best third base third base to first base combo in the game. It's not it's and and, and I'll I'll challenge that over hell over any span oh, in any time span. Like the, you know, it doesn't get it doesn't get any better than that. So we have these two complete badasses, and we're eleven and twenty-four. So now here's what I think is ridiculous about what Ollie has done. The consistency is, there is none. I shouldn't say the inconsistency is just uh, 
mind-boggling. Uh, you've got, okay, I'm going to start with this. And, and there are so many examples. Okay. In no particular order, Jordan Walker starts off hot as hell in spring training, uh, levels off big time in spring training, but still makes the roster. So he starts them every day, plays them every day. Uh, and then he levels off big time. So he sends them down to the minors. Okay, whatever, fine. Um, then you've got Tyler O'Neill, who, for whatever reason, in spring training, they're going to give him the center field job when he's never been a fucking center fielder ever. And Dylan Carlson's a very good defensive center fielder. Lars Newtbar is a good defensive center fielder. O'Neill is a Gold Glove left fielder, but wants to play center. So that's the big thing. We're gonna let him. We're gonna put him in center field. Okay. There's another one. Uh, that lasts for about two weeks, and then er, you're going to left field. Uh, you got Tommy Edmond is going to be our everyday shortstop, uh, and then uh, Paul DeYoung comes off the. IL and hits good for like three games, his first three games. So, er, nope, you're going to second base. You've got, let's see here. I mean, I, I got the big one here in my back pocket. I'm just trying to think of any other ones. You got, I mean, Brendan Donovan, the only person that should be bouncing around from position to position because he is legit utility guy is Brendan Donovan. Everybody else should like put him in a, a spot where they're consistent and they play every day. The biggest one, and I have no idea. I have no idea what is happening with all this. And I read all the quotes from Mo, and I read all the quotes from Ollie, and all that bullshit. You signed a guy, five years, eighty-seven million dollars. You signed him to be your catcher for the next five years. We are thirty games into the season, and oh, now you're the DH. Now, I don't give a shit how bad it is between Contreras and the and the pitchers. Like, if you're paying him that much money and you got him for five years, like, because all the courts were like, well, he hasn't learned our system yet. Shut up. You're lucky to still have a job, all of you, with this start. So don't be talking about the Cardinals system. You paid that dude. He's a multiple-time all-star. He's a catcher. Let him catch and figure it out. Let him get with the pitchers and figure out a game plan. There's not some bullshit system. Yachty is a first ballot Hall of Famer. We get it. He's not there anymore. Let Contreras figure it out with the pitching staff instead of instead because you're eleven twenty four, always gaslighting, putting all the blame on Contreras. Not and and, he, and and here's the thing: like, well, they can say all they want. Like, well, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. We just have a system in place, and he hasn't caught got up speed with it yet. Bullshit. That's Yachty, and you're not going to get that system anymore because Yachty's not there. You guys had nothing to do with it. It was Yachty being basically a manager on the field, and he's not there anymore. So now you paid Contreras $87 million. Let him try to do that the best he can. It's not going to be anywhere near as good as Yachty, but who cares? Let him do it. You signed him for five years. He's your catcher. At 30 games into the season, you're yanking that out from under him, and now he's going to be a DH, and you guys wanted to put him in the outfield. But thank goodness he shut that down. Good for him. I'd be pissed off too. You signed me to be a catcher, and we are in May. We are in early May, and you're taking that away from me, and we're going to have Kisner catch, who's, and again, hey, Kisner's hit a couple gappers the last few days, hit a home run too. I don't know where that's coming from. Maybe a, a newfound confidence because they're going to let him run with the job for a while, but it's a joke. 
that you are taking this away from Gutierrez this early. And good luck signing free agents down the road because they're going to look at Contreras and be like, oh, this this guy signed for a five-year contract and a month into the season, they took his position away from him. I mean, it's a joke. So quit blaming Contreras on your system, like your system. It is Yachty. That's Yachty's system. Yachty's a badass. Yachty's don't come around. Okay? You had him. Don't act like you were telling Yachty what system to run. Yachty was doing that. Okay? I would... If I was if if I was Contreras, I would tell Ollie all these guys that think they know shit. I'm just... Can I just... Do you mind if I just FaceTime Yachty and just talk to him for about an hour a day? That's all you gotta do. That's the system. It's not the Cardinal system. It's because Yachty's been there forever, and he set a standard so high, and now you think that Contreras... I mean, it, it's just a joke. Absolute joke. And it's you guys putting the blame on somebody else because you effed up so many different things. So anyways, Contreras should be the catcher. That part's a joke. Absolute joke. And I know the pitching has been complete trash, And but here's the thing. I bet you that you that the management and whatever they're not letting Contreras get with those. I, I have no idea what's going on, but all I know is it's a mess. And Contreras has been good enough over however many years to be a solid catcher for a good pitching staff. So I don't want to hear all this bullshit about oh it's the Cardinal system. Well, the Cardinal system right now has got you at eleven twenty four. So why don't you shut up and let the guy that you actually paid you messed up in the you, you made a enormous mistake sean murphy was a catcher for the a's that you knew the a's wanted to trade him uh you wanted to trade for him and the a's wanted a guy or two that when you look back on it now are completely expendable but you wouldn't you wouldn't give him up so you let him go to the braves he's got nine homers and like 28 ribs and he's it's early in the year, but he's like an MVP candidate. And he's won a gold glove. You let him go there, and then you sign Contreras to be the catcher, and then, whoop, here we go. Now you're the DH. Which, by the way, is going to take it bats away from Gorman, Edmund, Donovan, whoever, because the guy that should be catching is now your DH. It's a joke. Absolute joke. And... It's okay now. Okay, so deep breaths. So you got that going on. There's no consistency. Nobody knows what position they're playing when they show up. Well, I shouldn't say no, nobody. Five, five probably out of the nine starters, or at least four, have no idea where they're batting in the batting order every day. What position they're going to be playing? It's stupid. Major leaguers, like especially ones that are going to be playing every day at one position every single day. They want to show up and look at that fucking lineup card and be like, okay, I'm hitting third and I'm playing center field or I'm doing this and that. Like, they want that consistency. And it is a joke how inconsistent it is. Every single day it's a different lineup. It's not one of those two where it's like everybody's on the same page and pulling their own weight and everything. It's one of those uneasy feelings like, okay, am I playing today or am I going to play left field? Am I playing center field? Am I playing second base? Am I playing third base? I mean, it's a, it is just stupid. And that falls on Ollie and those guys in that dugout. So to me, 
Skip not being there, Yadi and Albert, Maddox, I mean, that makes an enormous difference. And I, yeah, th- there's just weird decisions, weird lineups, weird batting orders. Paul Goldschmidt won an MVP last year, batting third all year. Let's move up to second two weeks in the season. And Nolan Gorman hits third against righties, but against lefties, he's not even good enough to be in the lineup. So it's like, if, if you're going to have to bat third between Goldschmidt and Arenado, then you're going to have to play every day. Doesn't matter if it's a righty or a lefty. I hate that shit. He's 22 years, years old. He's a stud. Play him every day. Play him every single day and let him hit. Just let him hit. And I just don't understand. Like, you've got, this isn't a this isn't brain surgery. Contreras is your catcher. Goldie plays first. Donovan plays second. Edmund plays short. Arnauto plays third. Out in the outfield, you got Carlson in center. Newt Barr in right. O'Neal's hurt right now, and I'm about to tell him to beat it because he's just too much trouble, more trouble than what he's worth. Walker, eventually, is your left fielder. But right now, while O'Neal's hurt, you could put, Don, or, I mean, Gorman's your DH, and then left field could be, you know, Burleson, Yepes could split it, whatever. But to me, Walker's your left fielder. And then you just, and Libertor is in the minors tearing it up. ERA is like 2.14. He's a stud. Call his ass up and put him in the rotation. You have like the worst rotation in baseball. He can take somebody's spot. Like, good Lord. They just, hmm. It's a joke. And, I, and the thing is, too, I haven't even started bitching about the pitching yet. The pitching is a joke. I even have my laptop here. I never do this. But, all right, let's look at some of these uh, wonderful statistics here from the pitchers. All right, Jordan Montgomery is the only one doing anything. 3.29 ERA. Now, that's good. That. Jordan Montgomery is a very good starting pitcher. He is like a three on like a really good team or a good team. The problem is he is far and away the Cardinals best pit best starter. And he should be like a three. I think he's great. He's a guy that I wouldn't mind if they re-signed him. Instead, you re-signed Michaelis for two more years and 40 million. Like what? The, it's ugh. whatever. So, Flaherty, two and four. The records don't even mean shit because everybody's records can be bad because they're eleven and twenty-four. Flaherty's ERA six point two nine. Michaelis five point seven nine. Mats five point seven zero. Okay, now we get into relievers. Hicks seven point six two. Gooey. Uh, now then you got Verhagen, Cabrera, Stratton. They're all like three point five, two point seven seven, three point one five. Now Woodford started five point four zero. Not good enough. I'm just looking like, and then Wayno's back now, but he, you know, after one start, his is 7.2, but, you know, gave up four earned and five innings. But it is not, the problem is they have a bunch of three, four, fives at best. And there's no ones or twos. And, and even the ones that are like Flaherty should be, I, I don't know what to make of him. I mean, before his last start, ZRA. I mean, his ERA like doubled after his last start because he was so terrible. Gave up like nine earned or some shit. But Michaelis, uh, you need to get better. 
Mats. I don't. Libertor is might be better than all of them, but no, we're just gonna let them kick it in Memphis. You know, you can't. You're not in a spot where you can like worry about contracts or spare people's feelings or any of that bullshit. Like you're 11 and 24. I feel like uh, this should be a drinking game. Every time I mention the record, some people take a shot. Everybody be like hammered. But when you have that shitty of a record. Just figure it out. Just bring up guys like Libertor should be in the rotation. Who cares who's out of the rotation? They've all been garbage except for Montgomery, so just take one out. Who cares? Zach Thompson, another mixed message. Did great early in the year as a lefty reliever. Had a couple rough outings. They sent his ass down, and now they're saying they're going to turn him into a starter for 2024. Like, what? What? The, what? Like, what the? What are you talking about? It's just so stupid. No consistency throughout the whole thing. And the thing is, too, uh, the other night, like, uh, my son and I were watching, because it, it was like May 1st, and, you know, they were like 10 and 20 or something, and it was like, oh, man, you got April's in the rearview mirror, new month, oh, everything's going to turn around, and Matt's was up, and he, he gave up a three-run homer in the first and I told Stevie, I'm like, let's just watch something else because this is just, it's just too, it just pisses me off. So we just changed it. It's like, you know, I'm not going to watch that. And this is supposed to be baseball heaven and all that stuff. And 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 the Cardinals, they do, we do have the best fans. We do. But like, uh, like I said, <laughs> we're playing the Angels and you got Otani and Trout there, two guys that I'd give my left nut to get them in a Cardinal uniform. And the car, and they boo the car, the one and the Cardinals fans. They boo the Cardinals off the field that night. That Gallegos gives up the lead, and so they're probably thinking like, "Well, I thought these were like the best fans, you know." But here's the thing: who cares? Like, I've said this a million times. Like, you got to really fuck up for the Cardinal fans for Cardinal fans to boo you. Like, you really got it's, it's got to be a mess for the Cardinal fans to boo you, and it is a mess and. A lot of those losses have been like one run where the, they had the lead and they pissed it away and just stupid, you know, and it, it's uh, all these expectations going into the season and frustration with the fan base, you know. So I don't, the booing doesn't bother me one bit. I, I, I feel like, and I feel like anybody that plays for the Cardinals, if they take it personally or they want to bitch and moan about getting booed, I dare you to go somewhere else and play because you have the best fans. You couldn't possibly ask for better fans. And again, a lot of shit's got to go sideways to get booed in St. Louis. And right now, that's the way it is. So, you know, it's it's one of those where, and, and here's the thing too. It's like, yes, there was a lot of booing, uh, a lot of frustration. Goldie owned it. There was a few other guys that were like, "Oh, well, 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 you know what? You should you should shut up because you go anywhere else and it's going to be and, and if 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 you're not getting booed, then that means just fans are just apathetic and they're just indifferent about they don't care enough, you know, to boo. Like again, booing in St. Louis is is uh, is very rare. And so if you're getting booed, there's probably a reason. And I had no problem with it whatsoever. But Otani's probably like, hey, I thought you said this was like baseball heaven. But, you know, DeWitt's never going to shell out the money to get him anyway, so it doesn't matter. But uh, but the thing is, too, like with the fans, 
the day after that game, uh, it was like a Thursday day game, like a 12-15 start or something like that. Uh, day game, weekday, school's in session still, and the attendance was 40,556. So good luck finding that somewhere else, you know. 40,000 people on a Thursday weekday when you're like 10 and 22, when school's still in session, you know, find that somewhere else. And also, um, today it was 44,000, uh, you're 10 and 24 going into today and the tennis was over 44,000. So, you know, you got it pretty good. Anybody that wants to bitch and moan or, or say anything, even even thinking about criticizing anything about St. Louis fans. Uh, you know, it, you got the best fans you could possibly ask for. So, and you know, people ask people or, you know, some one, one little theory is like, well, we had a bunch of guys play the WBC and maybe they got like burnout doing that. Like, but that BS, 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 BS. You're in, you know, playing the WBC has nothing to do with playing in the regular season. You know, you get put in, if anything, there's no letdown after the WBC to play opening day for the St. Louis Cardinals or any team for that matter. So Cardinals had like 18 guys, I think, playing in WBC. But so what? You know, I think that uh, I feel like, too, though, if 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 Ollie would get shit canned, which wouldn't hurt my feelings at all, I wouldn't mind it whatsoever. Uh, I feel like uh, – I know a lot of people would be like, oh, just get Yachty in there to manage. And, and I uh, trust me, I'd be fine with that too. But anybody on the staff right now that deserves a chance, in my opinion, is uh, their first our first base coach, Stubby Clapp. He was Memphis's manager. They uh, they won the championship, the whatever the AAA championship's called. They won that two years in a row. Then he got called up to the big club as the first base coach. And uh, I'd love for him to get a shot. Uh I think, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if he would, if he's going to outmanage Ollie, but uh, I think he should get a shot if, if there's going to be like a, a firing and somebody gets like an interim job. I'd love for Stubby Clap to get a crack at it um, and just see what happens. But, you know, but above all that, I just want them to start winning and stop being a, a joke, you know, but um <clears throat> You know, Goldie is uh, just an absolute beast. But he's not a rah-rah guy in the clubhouse. He's just like, like today, he was just like, okay, I'm going to hit three home runs. Like, can any, like, he's a lead-by-example guy. And those are the kind of guys that I like more than, because the rah-rah guys can come off, uh, come off the wrong way sometimes too. But, I mean, between, again, we got two of the best players on the planet. Should be plenty of leadership there. And Contreras should be able to chime in there too and be a, the everyday catcher. I mean, it's it's just it's just stupid all the nonsense that's going on. So, uh, just gotta hope it gets better. But you know, in the meantime, uh, it is May seventh. The Cardinals are eleven and twenty-four. They're lucky they're only nine and a half games out of first place. But. Uh, you know, hopefully things get turned around. Again, they won today. They go to Wrigley tomorrow. But uh, 
you know, the history and everything like that. They, I, I just think that Ozzy, I think that Ozzy, let me think here, all the Hall of Famers, you know, you get Ozzy's, Whitey, Scott Rowan, uh, they should, well, we need to get like Chris Carpenter, guys like that should just walk in the clubhouse and be like, hey, assholes, like, it's a privilege to wear that uniform. Let's let let's uh let's look alive, and that and that should be directed just as much at Ollie as anybody else because he's you know, quit making other people the scapegoat and take some responsibility for your stupid ass decisions and you know, but uh, we'll see if he makes it through the whole year. Who knows? But uh, either way, that was my rant on the Cardinals. Thank you for listening. Again, it's only May, so blah, blah, blah. You know, hopefully things get turned around. But, um, yeah, this has been kind of therapeutic for me. I just, uh, you know, from, from this franchise to see all of these crazy uh, inconsistent decisions and just weird, just a lot of weirdness going on. So, hopefully they turn it around. But, anywho, thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me share my frustrations. And, um... That's that.